Okay, this week we're going to take two listener questions. The first one's about water treatment. And this question comes from Michaela from Sarasota. Michaela says, Papa Bear, I've been listening to your episodes and you've talked about your multi-week trip that's coming up. I have a question for you. What do you do about water? I'm assuming you don't carry five days worth of water in your backpack. You probably get it from springs, lakes, or whatever natural water sources might be out there. How do you treat your water or do you treat your water? Do you use a filter, chemical treatment, or do you just take the water out of the stream and say, hey, hopefully I don't get sick? Michaela, that's something I never do. I never want to find out the hard way of water safe to drink or not. I do treat my water. Uh, over the years, I've used a number of processes. Uh, back in the day, we just used iodine tablets. You drop them in, you wait 30 minutes, and the water safe to drink. Later on, I bought one of those catadine pump filters. They're very effective. I still use it when I'm on canoe trips, water, water trips, situations where weight's not an issue, but they are heavier. They're bulky, uh, but very effective very, um, and, and, and easy to use. And in 2014, I switched over to the Sawyer Squeeze filter. That's the, the mini filter, weighs just a couple of ounces, and and. Equally is easy to use. I mean, a little, well, I shouldn't say equally. You've got to squeeze the, ba- squeeze the water, the dirty water from a bag into another bag, but not terribly difficult. And if you don't want to do that, uh, my other hikers, including myself, have just taken that filter and screwed it onto a water bottle. The smart water bottles seem to work best. The threads seem to line up the best. Put it on there and just drink the water right out of the bottle, just from the bottle through the filter and into your mouth. I have also tried Aquamira chemical treatment but wasn't too crazy about it. You read the directions and the warnings and this whole idea, don't get it on your hands, be careful not to spill it. Um, The idea of putting those type of chemicals in mortar that I'm going to drink scares me a little bit. What is it going to do to my body once it gets into me? Um, So yeah, I tried that. I wouldn't even say for a full trip. I think I used it for about four days and met a hiker going in the other direction and that person still had three days before they get into town and they were out of water treatment. And I had my filter with me. So I just said, here, you can have these. Because I do carry two methods. Um, I, I don't think water treatment's one of those areas you can go overboard on. And you know, for the amount of weight you're carrying, it's certainly worth it. I always had a filter with me. Uh, and you know, once the filters became available, I'm talking like into the 80s. Uh, and I'd still bring the iodine tablets. And to this day, I still bring iodine tablets with me. And the good news today is they also have a compound that can neutralize the tasty iodine. Truthfully, that never really has bothered me. I've never been bothered by the taste of iodine. Uh, but yeah, you know, some people are. So, and I don't use the iodine all the time. Uh, if I'm getting it from a spring, if I'm higher up on the mountain, I don't really think it's necessary to take that extra step. But if I'm getting water that's in a low-lying area, uh, if I know there's the possibility of farm runoff, Definitely, if it's an industrial area, there's always that possibility there could be some sort of impurities in the water. Um, usually, if you're getting from a stream or that's an issue, though, you'll you'll know about it ahead of time if you've done your homework. But it's just sometimes there's a those water sources, and it's usually when it's standing water. If I've got to draw water out of a lake, I just like to take that extra step and put in the iodine tablets after I filter the water. I hope that answers your question, Michaela from Sarasota. My next question comes from a listener in Toronto, Ontario. Gerald from Toronto asked this question. Papa Bear, 
what do you do when you're on your multi-week trips if you get hurt or sick? And I'm not talking the type of hurt or sick where I have fallen and I can't get up emergency, but I'm just not feeling so good. Or maybe I better have this thing looked at type of sick. What do you do in those situations? Well, Gerald, in those situations, you typically typically can hike on. Uh, like an infection, if you have a blister that gets, an infected, gets infected and you start to become a little concerned and maybe you need a medical expert to look at it or uh, I've, I haven't experienced this, but I have read stories of through hikers who have started to experience the symptoms of Lyme disease and need medical attention to deal with that. What I always do, always have done, continue to do and always will do, I know where the bailout points are on my hike. One of the first things I do when I plot out my hike for the season is I know where all the trailheads are and what those tra- and what those roads that the trailheads are on lead to, what towns they lead into, and what amenities are there. And at the top of the list of amenities for me, believe it or not, it's not craft breweries. The number one thing I look for is medical facilities. Do they have outpatient facilities? Is there a medical center nearby? Because most of the time, the type of injuries you're going to get, you can get yourself out of the woods. And... It is important to if you're, 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 you know, listen to your body. Uh, you know, if something doesn't look right, something looks like looks like it's getting infected. I want to be able to get off the trail and have it looked at. I don't want to hike for two or three weeks and get home and find out, wow, this could have been. You know, if this was dealt with earlier, it would have been a lot easier and and, and less painful. Uh, or, uh, you know, yeah, these symptoms. You know, if we have caught these symptoms earlier, we could have treated them with some antibiotics and. Within a couple of days, you might have been feeling better. I just feel that that's something that's worth taking the time and making it part of your hike plan. And in addition to that, I also like to know where there's dental facilities. I've never had a a dental emergency while I'm hiking. But again, it's just one of those things that if you do, you want it taken care of. You don't want to have to end your hike prematurely because of something like that. It's always... A nice thought to say, okay, look, if something happens, I can go into town when I get to this trailhead and have it taken care of. So those are the, as Gerald puts it, not the, not the, I have fallen and can't get up type emergencies. These are the, you know, yeah, I want to, I just don't feel well, or I want to have this looked at. As far as anything worse than that, I mean, if you, if you find yourself where you can't walk, you find yourself in a situation where let's just take worst case scenario here, and and maybe you've hurt your leg to the point where you just can't walk any further. Well, that's a whole different ballgame. And and that's why really understanding the trail you're going to be on becomes important. Knowing things like your cell service, and if you don't have cell service, do you have an emergency beacon? And how does, what's the service like on that beacon? And that's easy to find out. You can read the reports on it. How much traffic is on that trail? My hikes over the last several years have been on the Appalachian Trail, the Vermont Long Trail, so I know what the traffic's like, the time of year I'm going. And I also know that I'm never going to be on the side of that trail for more than a half hour to an hour before somebody comes walking by. Not, you know, I'm not advocating hiking solo, but I'm just trying to explain maybe the some of the uh, reasoning behind my madness that, as I like to tell people, I'm never really out there by myself because I like to pick trails that have enough traffic where I don't ever really feel like I'm by myself. I hope that answers your question, Gerald. Everybody keeps sending those questions in because I love reading your questions. And what I'm finding out is people like hearing the questions and hearing the answers. Also worth mentioning is 
We have now passed 100 episodes, and I just want to thank everyone from the bottom of my heart, all the wonderful guests that have been on here, the listeners. Uh, thank you, because I'm having so much fun doing this. Things like reading your questions and your comments, it motivates me. I just, I'm loving what I'm doing, and thank all of you for getting us to 100 episodes. So now, here's what I'm going to ask for a call to action, folks. All right, Cubbies, I need you to help us stamp out suicide. Let's join 46 Climbs. Join the Papa Bear Hikes team as we join 46 Climbs. That's a better way to put this. We're going to form the Papa Bear Hikes team. Go to the website. Go to PapaBearHikes.com. There's an area up top on the menu where you can select. You can sign up for our team. You can pick a hike that's already on there, or if there's if you know, if there's no hikes in the area you live in, you could find one in your area and have it added. Do the hike between September 3rd and September 12th. They send you a free sport tee. The first 1,200 people get a bandana. And besides that, this is just for a really, really important cause. This is to not just stop out suicide, but to bring awareness, suicide prevention. Uh, and anybody who's been touched by this, just letting them know, hey, you know, we all care. We're all out there for you. We're all supporting you. And uh, we're all going to join in this fight together. Everybody get out there. Be safe. Have some fun. It's the summer. Have some fun and stay safe. Thanks for listening. If you like this podcast, please feel free to leave a review. If you found it helpful or useful or just entertaining, let us know. We can be contacted at PapaBearHikes at gmail.com. Or check us out at PapaBearHikes01 on Instagram. Thanks for listening. Get outside and have a great day. This episode of Pop Bear Hikes has been brought to you by Avalon Publicity. Avalon Publicity, increasing the digital footprint of content creators and skilled professionals via website development and social media services. For more information about Avalon Publicity, go to their website, avalonbusiness.org. That's avalonbusiness.org.